going to find our text back in the book of Revelation. It's been, I think we got everything out of the way when it comes to those things. And so the book of Revelation and chapter number 13 is where we're going to find our text tonight. And uh, thankful to be able to preach once again. Amen. And uh, I know there was many more better preachers come through this week, last week. But man, I'm excited to preach, and that's a, that's that's what matters. I'm I'm excited. And so the last time we were in our series was on the last day of the month of May. The last day of the month of May, we were in the series on the book of the Revelation. And um, we looked at the first 10 verses of Revelation chapter number 13. Tonight we're going to look at the next five verses after that. And so Revelation chapter number 13, if you can enable, we'll stand reverence the reading of the Word of God. And Revelation chapter number 13 and verse number 11. Everybody there say amen. The Bible says, And I beheld another beast cometh up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonder, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast." saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had, made, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that, all, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Thank you for standing tonight. You can be seated. Dear God, we need your help. Thanks, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to be able to come back to the house of God. We ask you, dear God, to please help in every way tonight. Lord, I need the touch of God. And Lord, I need uh, to, uh, be, to be able to preach this message, Lord. And uh, Lord, if any man have a ear, let him hear it. Lord, here tonight. And I pray, God, the Spirit of God would fill me up, Lord. And allow me to preach with the unction and power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. So the first time we looked at this uh, chapter... We looked at it on the 31st of the book of uh, the month of May. And uh, we looked at it and I preached on the servant of Satan part one. Everybody remember that? We spoke about the Antichrist. We dealt with the Antichrist and his attributes and his um, appearance and everything that he's going to do when he's here for that amount of time. And so tonight we'll look into part two of that message. And this is the other servant of Satan, right? So this is a servant of Satan part two is what we're going to title it. And it's the false prophet. And really, really, this is some deep grounds to walk upon. And as I mentioned um, last time, they work in pairs, right? And so they work in pairs as they see each other. And the devil will always be an imitator of God the Father. The Antichrist will always be an imitator of Jesus Christ. And the false prophet will always be an imitator of the Holy Spirit of God. And so we understand that. And so that's, and we understand Antichrist, which is in his name, right? 
And then we have, we, have, we have this that we see here and it's considered to be a false prophet. And, and this week we'll see that imitator. Uh, and certainly, certainly what I would call not the Holy Spirit, but the unholy spirit. This is the unholy spirit and this is a satanic trinity. Three, not in one, but they're just, they, just, they just work in threes. And uh, as we have just read the text, you see it's pretty apparent that Satan is receiving the worship through the person of the Antichrist, right? I mean, we, we, we read that a few weeks ago and, and we dealt with that, but, 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 but he's, he's receiving that and the false prophet is, is promoting this worship. He's promoting this worship in our text tonight. And, and isn't that just how it works with the Holy Trinity though? I mean, God the Father gets the glory through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit promotes it in us. It's exactly how it works. It's exactly how it works. So let's take a time, some time this evening and, and, and preach on the simple thought of the servant of Satan. That's part two, okay? Notice with me, number one, there's the appearing of the false prophet or the appearance of of the false prophet, the appearing, the appearance, whatever you want to call it. And that's in verse number 11. And I beheld another beast cometh up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And I want you to notice the description of the false prophet. The description of this false prophet. Once again, we're giving symbolism when it comes to this. And we're given symbolism at the appearance of this beast. And we see here that the word another, right? It says, and another beast, another beast cometh up out of the earth. It's another beast. We've dealt with this a few times prior to this. We dealt with it being another angel prior to this. We dealt with it being another, um, there's another gospel and there's those types of things. And that's a, that's a bunch of hogwash. But this one here, the word another in the Greek term speaks of one just like the one before. We dealt with another angel. That's why I didn't believe to begin with in chapter number 6 that the angel that was there is Jesus Christ because it's another angel like the angel prior. And so this one is just another angel. So that's just what he is. He's another servant of Satan. And we can look in Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 20. And I'll look over there and read it just quickly to you. Um, But in chapter number 19 and verse number 20, And the beast was taken with him, the false prophet, that wrought miracles before him, which with... With which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image, those boasts. These boasts were cast into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Alive. They were cast alive. Everybody all right tonight? Amen. It just seems awful quiet in here. They were both cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So that tells us very clearly that this man was living and he was a man. Say, preacher, you believe that he's a man? Absolutely. I believe he's a man just like you're a man. I believe he's a human just like you're a human. I don't believe any other way, but that's what it is. I believe that 100% he's living and therefore he's a man. And so let's look at a few things concerning his description. He said in verse number 11, it says, Another beast cometh, coming up out of the earth. He said to be coming up out of the earth. Now, 
The Antichrist is said to come out of the sea. We describe that to be people as the Bible tells us in, in Revelation chapter number 19. We describe that to be people of all tongues, kindred, nations. That's what the Bible says. Now, why would this one say the earth? Well, I do not know the complete implication that is said here. I'll be honest with you, okay? However, a sea deals with that which is boisterous, which that is tossed like a wave, right? Now, he's coming up out of the sea, the Antichrist. He's coming up out of the sea, and we know where he's derived out of, right? Seven hills. We believe that to be wrong. But a sea, a sea is that which is bolsterous, is that which has waves, which that which is unsettled, right? That which is troubled. There's a lot of ways to look at the word sea and get the implication there. And so this could possibly mean a more troubled place. So like Rome, like the Seven Hills. A place that's unsettled completely. A place that is tossed like a sea that can't make a decision on what they're going to do. And then it goes, then the false prophet is said to come out of the earth. Maybe this could imply that that which is opposed to the sea. So something that's not unsettled, that's settled, right? Maybe this one's coming out of America. Now, that's a very, very, very strong statement and not one that I believe myself, okay? Understand that. We don't know where this one comes from, and this is not, I can't say where he comes from because the Bible does not say where he comes from. But nonetheless, maybe it's a place which is not troubled, a place which is not tossed about, a place which is not, which is not unsettled. Maybe that which is a more stable place. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Everybody with me? Maybe that's what it is. And so he said to be coming out of the earth. And then we go on and read, he said to have, the Bible says he had two horns like a lamb. Two horns like a lamb. Now, now he said to have those two horns, which we, which as we have already stated before, using the first mentioned principle in Exodus chapter number 27 in the tabernacle, there's a symbol that it gives us of what horns are representing. And that is to be power. You know, you've heard the old preacher grab hold of the horns of the altar in your prayer, and that means to get through power. It's power, and they're, they're symbol of power. And the false prophet is said to have two horns when the Antichrist had ten horns. And so, so I haven't done a lot of study when it comes to numerology, little bit, bits and pieces here and there. I have a few books on it. But it's interesting to note that the that through the scripture the number two represents that of a testimony or a witness. We have two witnesses, right? Um, testimony and the testimony of God is two testaments, right? There's the Old Testament and then there's the New Testament. There is um, according to First Timothy or Second Timothy chapter five, verse nine, and Titus chapter three before you accuse somebody of a crime and they're committed for that crime, there has to be two witnesses, right? That's scripture. There's scripture applications to this. So if you're going to convict somebody, there's, then there's two witnesses in the book of Revelation, chapter number 11. There's two witnesses in that, Moses and Elijah, and they'll testify 
right? And be witnesses. And so my point is, the false prophet here will testify or be a witness of the Antichrist. I don't know what the horns mean exactly besides simply a prominent power. But then it's also, it goes on, and it doesn't say anything about this, 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 this false prophet having any crowns. He doesn't have any crowns. The, 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 um, over here in chapter number one, I mean chapter number 13, verse 1, it says, having seven heads and ten crown, horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. So the Antichrist has ten crowns. This one only has zero crowns. And so, so I, I don't know the implication there completely, but, but the Antichrist is said to be like a leopard, right? A bear, a lion. We see that in the text over there. In chapter number, I mean, the same chapter, verse number 2 and 3, around that area. And, but the false prophet is described to be uh, to us as a lamb. Now, in the book of Revelation, there's 29 times that that word lamb is used. 28 times it's used describing Christ. One time it's used describing this. 28 times it's in capital letters. Or lamb is, the L is capitalized. But in here it's not capitalized. It's not capitalized. And so, so it's used 28, 9 times. And so this, this, this is the only time that it's not. And, he's, and then it goes on and says he, he, he has two horns like a lamb, a, but he spake as a dragon. Now, now, if we were to think about this, we'll get into this in just a minute, but he, he said to speak like a dragon. Now, this false prophet is meek, but he's mean. Right? I mean, this false prophet is soft, but he's subtle. Right? This, salt, this, 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 he's loving, but he's a liar. He's, he, he, he's, he, he's a lamb, but he is a dragon. He's one that's soft and cuddly, uh, um, but at one point in time, he's going to turn on them and say, I want to kill you. And we'll say more about these in our next point, but this man is like many in our days. I mean, I mean that is how he is described. Uh, um, notice this individual will appear on the world stage uh, as somebody that's just gentle and meek. Loving, kind, religious leader. He's a prophet. Right? So we notice the description of this false prophet. Secondly, I want you to notice the deception of this false prophet. Now everything is not what it looks when it comes to this man. The Bible says that he's got the appearance of a lion, lamb, but he's got the voice or the vocals of a dragon. James Knox said this. James Knox said, If you trusted the sight of your eyes, you could link him to the Lamb of God. But if you listen to what he said, you would know he's a minister of Satan. And I tell you this, this evening, don't let your eyes see what your ears are not hearing. Right? I mean, I mean, throughout the Scripture, a lamb is looked upon as a one that can redeem something or someone. But this lamb is going to ruin someone. 
Uh, I mean, in, in the days of the tabernacle and even before that, in Genesis 22, uh, um, the lamb is looked upon as a substitute. Abraham, I mean, Isaac asked the question as he said, okay, here's the wood and here's the fire, but, but daddy, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? It's a substitute, but this lamb, this lamb is going to be a shyster. I'm telling you this evening, the word lamb is used a hundred times in your King James Bible. And as far as I saw, and yes, I looked and read every single verse, uh, this is the only time that this word lamb is used to describe something evil. Only time. But it's describing a, uh, um, if I may say this, a um, good side of the evil of the evil being, right? And so it's, it's describing to us deception is what it's doing. And we're seeing here that this man will come, but when he opens his mouth, uh, he'll come and he'll speak uh, for Satan, a religious man. Uh, this man is going to be religious. He's a prophet. Then I right? But he's a religious man of Satan. And he may look sweet, he may look soft, he may look cuddly and cute, but when he opens his mouth, we'll know who he is. When he opens his mouth, we'll know who he is. And he, he's carefully polished in his appearance, but, but it's nothing but a lie. And friend, I'm telling you, he's, if you come here for any, if you come to Mountain Valley Baptist Church uh, for any short period of time, you'll know what we believe. You listen to the words of the preacher, you'll know uh, what we believe. And you'll know, uh, but you listen, listen here to the words, uh, and you'll know, you'll listen to his words, and you'll know the heart. You can go anywhere to any church and you'll know what they believe in a few weeks by listening to their words because by what cometh out of, what proceedeth out of the mouth cometh from the heart. That's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12 if you want to know, verse 34 I think. Um, out of the, yeah, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Yeah, and so, so I'm telling you, Joel Osteen will build you up but, but never tell you the truth. Amen. Kenneth Copeland and uh, uh, will tell you how you can be healed, but it's all a lie. It's all a lie. And many televangelists will tell you what you want to hear uh, um, to pad their pockets. Uh, this man will look great, but he'll speak lies. But he'll speak lies. And there's an application we can take from this. You may be the best gospel singer there is. You may be the best uh, um, teenager in all of the youth group. Uh, um, best song leader that there is uh, on this side of heaven. Uh, but on, on, and you might be the best there is on church day. Uh, but you open your mouth and let out filthy rap uh, and filthy country music and all of that mess. Uh, and I'm telling you something. You are telling who you are. Because the abundance of your mouth cometh out of the heart. And that's what this man is telling us here. That's what this man is telling us. You can display to be the best and greatest church member uh, and do and give to the church. Uh, but if the church is the only place you do not curse, uh, you're revealing who you are. Am I right? 
Amen or not? Amen. Amen. It's the truth. that You're revealing the heart of yourself. The problem of the heart is the heart of the problem in your life. And I'm telling you something. The false prophet will come and deceive many. If you do not talk the same way inside a church as you do outside of the church, nobody outside of the church thinks you're a Christian. Am I right? I mean, if you live a different way outside of the church, uh, and they do not think you're Christian, because guess what? Church doesn't make you a Christian. Amen. Proclaiming you're a Christian don't make you a Christian. This man will have the appearance uh, of a Christian. But when he speaks, his mouth will tell lies. And friend, I'm telling you, the appearing of this false prophet will be very deceptive. The scripture tells us he'll be like a lion, but he'll speak like a dragon. There's a reason for that. We're going to see that. The appearing of this false prophet. Secondly, I want you to notice the ability of this false prophet. The Bible says, and he, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. I want you to notice the fountain of his ability. Where does it come from? Well, the Bible says he exerciseth all power of the first beast. Is that right? King James Bible. He exercises all power of the first beast. The devil give power unto this false prophet. I'm sure he'll be looked upon by many as a man of God. I'll tell you the truth, friend. Books is what gets you in trouble nowadays. I don't know if any of you read in here. If you don't, that might be a bad thing. Sammy Allen said the only only place you'll get Calvinism is not from the Bible, but it's from other writers. Amen, I'm telling you something. I'm sure he'll, he'll be looked upon as the great man of God. He is a prophet, right? I think we miss that sometimes, the word prophet. Because that pro- word prophet is the same word that Elijah was called, and Moses was called, and all the rest of them Old Testaments were called. It's a prophet. Isaiah was a prophet. Jeremiah was a prophet. Malachi was a prophet. I'm telling you, they were all prophets. And it's a serious thing, but this man's called a false prophet, just like he's called an antichrist. He's an antichrist. This is the unholy spirit. And I'm telling you something, but get this. He, he may stand bold on some things. Really. Think about it. He may stand bold on something. Sure, he, he, may even, he may even speak truthful statements. Joe Biden says truthful statements. Doesn't make him not a liar, right? There's many of them. And you, you speak truthful statements. I speak truthful statements, but I've lied before. Right? And so all I'm telling you something is that those there are those today uh, that claim to have been given power from God. Everybody with me? My step on your toes here. I don't know. We're just preaching the Bible, all right? If you'd like me to name some, I can. Kenneth Copeland. Anybody ever heard of him? Kenneth Copeland. Jesse Duplantis. Benny Hinn. And the up and running best one there is today, Greg Locke. Want me to go there? 
might step on some toes when it comes to the independent Baptist. Greg Locke, the up-and-coming healer of the day. D.R. Harrison, we could go on and on and on. We can name them all day long. They claim to have spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, they cast out devils. Uh, they heal the sick. Uh, um, they make the lame to walk again, etc., etc., etc. All you want to do. And too many of these are looked upon as great men of God. Great men of God. People, people share their posts on Facebook because they're great men of God. They speak truth. But they live a lie. I don't know why. You say, preacher, you th- you telling me there can't be no healing today? You tell me that preacher can't heal somebody? You tell me all you tell me they can't heal somebody, make them walk again and make them um do all No, no, they can't. And you say, preacher, how can they not? Well, to me in my Bible, they're false prophets, and that's all they are. They're nothing but men of God. And I'll tell you exactly how they cannot do any of the things that they're proclaiming. Uh, hear me and hear me well. Uh, we, If we could do it, then why would we ever have to call out to God or depend upon God? If I could heal you of that oxygen problem, you'd never have to pray to God again. Am I right? I never have to pray again. I'm, I, I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm just telling you. So I believe a hundred percent. hundred percent that I can. I believe I can pray and see God heal people of cancer and heal people of sickness and pestilences and all of those things. Cast out a demonic spirit, which is, by the way, they claim to cast out demonic spirits. Greg Locke out of saved people. That is never going to happen. Because saved people cannot have a demonic spirit. Amen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They cannot have a demonic spirit because the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, you can't serve God and mammon. Uh, and the Bible says, how can you, um, uh, how, how, with, uh, with God and an infidel, uh, and it, it would be unequally yoked in your own body. And God would be doing that. So no, a Christian cannot be engulfed with the Holy Spirit, with a with the Holy Spirit, uh, and then uh, I'm being engulfed with a devil, unholy spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, um, but I'm telling you something. I believe that I can call out to God uh, and become come before His ball, the throne room of grace, uh, and come boldly to the throne room of grace uh, and receive mercy and help in a time of need. Uh, I believe that I can do that. Uh, but it will be nothing that I done. It will be all on what God does. And that's why I don't believe you can heal anybody. That's why I don't believe that they can do any of that or claim any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know what gifts are for? Gifts are for when this thing was not here. When your King James Bible was not fully finished, that's what gifts were for. It was to prove God. It was to prove what they said was true. What do signs do? Signs end when you reach your destination. The destination has been reached. It has been reached. Destination has been reached. Amen. You ain't going to see a Saluda sign when you make it to Saluda or after you pass Saluda. Amen, Fred, because you've reached the destination that you were aiming for. I'm just telling you something here. Uh, this false prophet will have power, uh, but it will all be from Satan, and the world will believe it, and it will be too late. 
the fountain of his ability. Notice where the so so the fountain of his ability. Where does it come from? Satan. The field of his ability. Where does it go? Now now read the rest of the verse. The Bible says, "Causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed." So this man will be a copy of the Holy Spirit. We've already established that. A copy, and he'll lead everyone to follow his Jesus. Everybody with me now? You realize, you realize that this could be within five, six years of this moment. Of June the 21st of 2023, this could happen before June the 21st of 2028. Or 2029. Or 2030. Make it even better. Let's just cover the seven years from this moment. From June the 21st of 2030, this very moment could take place. There is nothing that God has to do before He has to call the rapture. Before He calls the rapture of the church. Nothing He has to fulfill. Nothing. All I'm telling you something is this man's going to come and he's going to lead these people to his Jesus. He, the, the, the Antichrist. And the man is not drawing people to himself. Notice that too. Notice that. And I just want to say real quick, whenever you see a man or a movement that, that stresses the facts of the Holy Ghost, that stretches the facts of him, and just know he will never, just know the Holy Ghost will never point himself to himself. Never. The Holy Spirit of God has never appointed anyone to Him. The Bible says in John 16, 13, it says when the Comforter shall come, He'll testify of Him. That's what the Bible says. John 15, let me turn there. Let me turn there just real quick. Everybody all right? I preached for less than 30 minutes so far. Uh, let, let me see. J- John. John 15. Verse number, I think, 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. John 16, 13. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whosoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. Red letters, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. He's not drawing any, any to his own self. And I'm telling you, this man right here, this, this false prophet will be drawing everyone to the Antichrist. He'll convince the world that the Antichrist deserves to be worshipped. And this world will bow to the leadership of him. You say it's impossible. No, we're going to get to it in a second. I'm going to show you. This man will draw people together to worship the Antichrist. The Muslims have always been against the Jews. Ever since Babylon, ever since Babylon, Iraq and Iran have been against the Jews. Ever since the book of Joshua, they've always been. Excuse me, let's go all the way back to the Amalekites. From all the way, <laughs> through the whole Bible, they have been against the Jews. The whole Bible. Let's go all the way back to the beginning from the Tower of Babel. Genesis chapter number 9. They've been against the Jews. From the very beginning, they've been 
against the Jews. Y'all know that lineage I've already traced before, and I can't remember it all off the top of my head right at this exact moment. But I'll tell you the truth, friend. Well, right there from the son of Cush, it's going to go all the way through. It's going to go all the way through. The son of Cush is Nimrod, by the way. And from Nimrod on, it's going to go all the way through. And there always have been against the Jews. Iraq and Iran, that's Babylon. We know that to be Babylon. The reason we know that to be Babylon is simply because the river Euphrates splits that up. And so does the river Euphrates split up Babylon in the Bible. So therefore, the river Euphrates, Iraq and Iran are against the Jews. They have stayed against them. In the Middle East, they've stayed against the Jews. Am I right? They have stayed against the Jews. And many world religions have been against each other. They've been against each other. And I believe he will draw a one world religion. We'll see that in just a moment. All I'm telling you, what in the world will make people bow to the Antichrist? Look at the end of the verse. Worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Remember when his deadly wound was healed? Verse number 3, And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. They wandered after him. All I'm telling you something, friend, is that at some point the Antichrist has been healed. And he was drawn. I personally believe that the false prophet did the healing. We can see that in the past tense and the present tense of the of the verbs and and stuff along those lines. And um, if I can remember it all, I, I seen it earlier. I should have underlined it in my Bible. I don't know why I haven't been underlining stuff in my Bible. But nonetheless, we see here that at some point we understand this. At some point in time, the Antichrist will enter into the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. And he will go into the Holy of Holies and he will place his throne in there. He'll wreak havoc on the, on, the ta- on the temple and he'll wreak havoc on the altar. And we understand that he'll, he'll, put a, he'll put a pig on there and he'll sacrifice that pig. We understand all that. He will declare himself from that position to be God. And he will be Worshipped as God. Second Thessalonians. Listen, I spent a lot of time today studying this, um, and and I want I want to get this out to you just quickly. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse number four. The Bible says, "Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God." They will work hand in hand to work the will of the devil during these days. They'll work hand in hand. We see the appearing. We see the ability. Lastly, we see the actions of the false prophet. Verse 13 through 15, we're not going to read them yet, but I just want you to get this. I want you to notice, number one, his wondrous acts. Verse 13, the Bible says, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. 
miraculous things will be done by this man. And as I said before, these men can only do what they have seen. Understand that. Understand that. They, they, they're mimics is what they are. Notice the miracle mentioned here in verse number 13. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven. So, so on the earth, in the sight of men. Maybe he watched as Elijah killed his enemies with fire in Revelation chapter 11 verse 5. Maybe he watched that. Maybe he watched, this is a man... So we know he didn't watch it in 1 Kings chapter 18. But his father did. The devil. And so, so but he duplicates 1 Kings chapter number 18. As Elijah called down fire from heaven in front of people. And when he called it down, what happened? They bowed to Jehovah God. Look at what happens here. When he calls fire down from heaven, they bow to the Antichrist. He said, if it worked then, it's going to work now. I'm just telling you something. Men fell on their face to worship the Jehovah's God. But men will fall on their face and worship the devil. What a contrast. I'm just telling you, they will then build an idol of the Antichrist and they will give power to the image and it will come to life. We're breaking down the scripture. I know I didn't read all that yet. I know. We're talking about wondrous acts here. I'm just telling you, he will declare the world by those acts. He will deceive them and draw them all by those acts. And I'm telling you, it's hard stuff to believe, and I understand it. It's hard. It's hard to believe, and it takes faith because the Bible says it. I believe it, Amen. Um, but I can't see it with my own eyes, and I'll never have to. But in reality, let's just put it on a more practical sense. Look at what people believe today. In 2023, look at what people believe today. We have agnostics, those people who, agnostics who, 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 who believe that they're, they're, they're unknowable. That it's unknowable if God even exists. They don't believe that. They're not atheists, but they don't believe, they believe it's unknowable. That God even, then you have atheists, and they don't, they don't believe any higher power. And then you have the Nordics, uh, and they, they believe in many deities, and, and they have many deities out there, and, and de- goddesses and goddesses and, and gods, and, and all of that kind of stuff, such as Odin and Thor, and, and all those things, but, but we'll in no way accept the God of the Bible. That's what people believe today. You understand that? People believe that stuff. And we have kids today in schools around here that believe they're cats. They believe they're cats. And we have men believing that they're women and women believing that they're men. And we demand that we support and endorse them. And friend, I'm telling you something. It will be easy for this world to believe Look at what they're believing. They worship a flag today and an agenda. That's all they worship. They worship the creation more than the creator, according to the Bible. 
Beloved, most people today worship nothing but themselves. Amen. Isn't that the truth? They were. Excuse me, they worship nothing but themselves nowadays. Uh, and I'm telling you, they will have no problem worshiping an idol. You say, nobody's going to worship an idol now. That's Old Testament days. Now, I beg to differ. I beg to differ, friend. Uh, there have been many people. Listen, I love the American flag. I might get slaughtered for this. I love the American flag, but it's nothing to be worshipped. Amen. I thank God for the men and women that have fought for our freedom in America. And I believe we have the best place in this world. And I will stand for that American flag. Somebody say amen there. Thank God for the American flag. But it is nothing to be worshipped by man in place of God. Nothing. You know why on Memorial Day when we come in here. Or not Memorial Day but what's the last one? Somebody help me. Well, Labor Day. I know the representative, you know, on Veterans Day and all those days. You know why we're not going to come to the house of God and sing America? Because it's the church house is not for that. Amen. It's for worshiping God, the creator, not the creation. But that's all they want to do. And I know many churches do that. And please, if you hear me on the internet, please don't. Be harmful to me. But I'm just telling you the truth here. This place is not for the worship of, of, of the creation. It's for the worship of the creator. It's God's house. This ain't my house. It ain't your house or anybody else's house. This is God's house. And this world wants to do nothing but taint it and bring up and break it up. And it makes me mad. That's all they want to do. They will have no problem in that day worshiping an idol. I promise you they won't. This world will be crazy in that day. You understand me? This world will be absolutely berserk. You say, preacher, you just told me this could be within the next seven years. It absolutely could. This world's already berserk. But let me tell you why this world's going to be even more berserk. Because there's just been a bunch of millions of people just left in a sky ride. The rapture is just taking place. At some point in time, within the short period of time before this, the rapture is taking place. Okay, the rapture has taken place. Millions of people just left. They're still cleaning it up. It's going to be a crazy world, don't you think? Think about it. Think about all of those things. Millions have left in the wild. There'll be wars and there'll be rumors of wars on the horizon everywhere. Matthew chapter 24 tells us and it's talking about this time. There'll be wars and rumors of wars and there'll be disease and there'll be starvation uh, and other things. Uh, and listen, at this point of time in the tribulation, over almost one half of humanity that was left after the rapture of the church has already been wiped out by God. One half of the, church, of, of the world has already been wiped out at this time in the tribulation. Oh, I'm telling you, so, uh, in this day, men will be looking for something to believe in. They'll be looking for something that... They'll look, be looking for somebody that has answers. 
They'll be looking for that. And then the Antichrist will appear and he'll have the solution to the problems of the world and he will have the solution to the war, to the hunger, and to the, every problem known to humanity. I mean, we're just breaking down what we've heard just in a practical sense. I'm just He'll have the answer to it. He'll have the answer to it all and he'll die at the height of his power and will, the world will mourn his passing and then miraculously he'll rise from the dead from the power of the dead. They'll rise from the dead and the world will see it and they'll have no problem bowing to his idol. They'll have no problem. Crowds are flocking to false prophets now. And I just imagine how it would be to the false prophet. This false prophet. If you want to draw a crowd, just start advertising miracles and the people will come. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it doesn't matter how strange or outlandish at the claims, people will flock to what they think is a miracle. You know the greatest miracle God ever done? The Bible that's sitting in your lap. The soul that's headed on its way to heaven. That's the greatest miracle God could have ever done. I'm telling you, friend, that's the greatest thing that God could have ever done, but people don't care about any of those things. Uh, but don't believe the junk of these preachers, prophets, false prophets. They'll draw a crowd because you heal them. Have you not ever heard of the story? The biggest millionaire preachers that there are are false prophets. All right? Joe Osteen, Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes. Uh, I mean, let's go on if we want to. I mean, thank God for Charles Stanley who stood the course for all those years. Amen. I ain't saying he was perfect and I disagree with a lot of things, but thank God for the man of God that stood the course and held the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ high. He did down in Atlanta. He did, amen. He held it high, friend. But, but think about those preachers and, and think about people such as, uh, what, what is their name, uh, Joe Olstein. We already mentioned him, and Greg Locke and D.R. Harrison. And then let's even go in the independent realm and say C.T. Townsend. Everybody all right? Let's go that way. Drawing a crowd is all they are doing. And I don't think he's a false prophet. I believe he preaches the gospel. I do. I believe people get saved. But he's very easy believest. Let me just say that. And he does draw a crowd by appearance. Now you cannot tell me that's not an attribute of the false prophet. Is that right? Lamb, dragon. All I'm telling you, friend, is that there is so much out there that we got to be careful for. Just because it says church on the door or Baptist church or independent Baptist church does not make it a house of God. And I'm telling you, that is the God's honest truth right here, friend, is that people will flock to see a miracle. But in that day, the world will be fully prepared for mass delusion. Just as the Bible says they will. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says, And for, the call, for this cause, God shall send them Strong delusion that they should believe a lie. It's going to be serious, friend. It's going to be very serious. We've seen his wondrous acts. I'm done. We see his worshiping acts. In verse 15, the Bible says, 
and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that all as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now read that again. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. The false prophet does all of this stuff for the sole purpose of getting the world to worship the Antichrist. And the world will fall for this deception. And they will worship the Antichrist. Those who those who refuse Orthodox Jews and those who have been saved during the tribulation will be hunted down like a dog and killed. It's the truth. Knowing the pride problem that the devil has, is that not what he said? I will be lifted up above the most high. I will do this. I will do that. I will do that. He's, a, he's got a pride problem. We agree with that? And knowing the devil's pride problem, I'd say that this image will be higher than the Statue of Liberty. I'd say it will be higher than the Tower of Pisa. I believe it will be higher than all of those things. I believe that it will be the prettiest, prettier than any of the views and it will be the biggest thing that this world has ever seen. I 100% agree with that. What do you think? Knowing his pride problem, wouldn't you think he'd make something bigger than everything else? I mean, I'm saying, and I'm telling you, it's it. The, the 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 lost world will be amazed, and they'll be drawn to it. You know what? What lust? They'll be drawn to it by lust and wonder, but it's not good enough for Satan until it's alive, and so they make it alive, and it will begin to move and breathe and speak and all of those things. I don't know if it, I don't, I'm, not, I'm very much assuming here, but it doesn't speak anything about it moving from its moment, from its position. But it will be a living where it's at. And it will begin to move and speak with all lights and cameras on it. And then this false prophet will proclaim just as Nebuchadnezzar stated. All ye that will not bow and worship the image that I have set up will be killed. Does that not remind you back of Babylon? It says very clearly that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. That reminds me of Babylon, Daniel chapter 3. But here's what we got to say. They may have they may have slipped through the crowd in Babylon. They may have s- just slipped through that crowd low and without worshiping the image. But this image can talk. It can see. And you'll not get by with it. Just imagine with me for a moment. Okay, I am done. Just imagine with me for just a moment. The, the image that I'm seeing in my mind. There's a Christian that 
has his hood on and his hat down and maybe he's searching for food for his children and he's got all that on and he's just slipping through the crowd of thousands that are around this image worshiping him. The false prophet don't see it. The Antichrist don't see it. Nor any of the rest of the people see it. But that idol, that's a lie. Says, hey, locks his eyes with that Christian and demands, kill him. He didn't worship me. You won't slip by because he can see. I'm telling you, friend, just like that, everyone will be brought under subjection in one world order, one world government, one world religion at one time. Next week, we'll see one world currency. And this world is being prepared as we speak. Look at the cries of peace and cries of unity and the cries of one world, etc., etc. You can see it in songs. You can see it in the schools. And you can see it in society. All over this world, they are crying for one world. In 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, in verse number 7, the Bible says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. That's Paul's days. As I've said before, I believe the devil had one raised up for every, 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 single, every single time. There's always been one. And listener, I'm telling you something. If you've never been born in the family of God, you do not want to be here when this happens. Amen, friend? You could be here when this happens. Be saved today. Praise the Lord. If you say, you'll miss out. But we must win souls now. We must do it now. This is the servant of Satan, part two. We've seen the first beast being the Antichrist, the second beast being the false prophet. Next week, next week, we will see the mark of the beast. We'll see the mark of the beast. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and their forehead. That no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man and his number. Six hundred, three score, and six. Let me just give you a little tidbit. I know I hate it too. Listen, I bought something at Dollar General today. It was $6.67. If it were six six. I would have probably bought something else. You say, no, that's crazy, preacher. It probably is a little crazy because that number has absolutely nothing to do with me. I'll be out of here. I could buy a million things with 666 and it's never going to harm me. I could ride it on the ground, ride it in the air, do any of those things, and it's never going to harm the redeemed child of God. Amen. But these, it will.
telling you tonight, if you're not saved, you better get it right with God. The day is coming where you will not be able to buy nor sell. Can anybody attest this pretty hard right now? The time will come when everything will be one. This is the servant of Satan. Part two. Thank you for listening tonight. You can stand to your feet. Dear God, pray you'd help us to win souls, Lord, that wouldn't be here in this time, Lord. Help us, God, to get a burden for souls. Lord, help us, dear God, to not be a servant in any way, shape, or form of Satan. Lord, be a servant of you. Lord, help the teaching hour, Lord, and preaching hour that we just went through, Lord. I pray, God, that you bless it, bless the hearers, bless the those, Lord, help them to be doers of your word. Lord, help us to apply these words to our heart and we might live by them. Lord, and that we might prepare our families, prepare our lives, our children, Lord, for this day. Lord, help us, God. to get. Lord, I'm thankful that I'm saved and won't have to be there, Lord. I'm thankful for that. Lord, I ask you to be with those that are here tonight, Lord. I pray everyone in here has been saved, Lord. Lord, and the young ones, I pray for them, Lord, that you'd save their souls one day from a devil's hell, Lord. Lord, help us, God, to preach the gospel to them, to live the gospel in front of them, and, Lord, to tell the gospel around them. Pray, God, you'd help us to do that in these days. We'll love you, we'll praise you, and we'll thank you. I pray for all those that are lost in my family and the families that are here, Lord. our community, Lord, the country. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us all. Lord, to be a witness and a light to them because the Bible says, happy is the man that winneth souls. Lord, help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen and amen.